you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. Good morning, Compassion. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. I want you to do me a favor today. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, we're glad you're here. Now turn back to your neighbor and say, I don't mean that completely, but I will by the end of the service. Amen. We're sure glad to have you at Compassion today. If it is your first time, if you're a first time guest, we want to say welcome. And I hope that I'm speaking this into existence. Welcome home. We pray that this is the place that God is going to plant you and that God has called you. Amen. You know, in all your seats today, there's a little card just like this. For the last month, we've been talking about Easter. It's next week. I am so excited. Are you excited? Amen. I am so excited. I hope that you have written down. If you haven't, then you can write them down today. Five names of individuals that you, co-workers, neighbors, friends, family members, someone you know that doesn't go to church. And if you haven't written them down, write them down today and we're going to pray for them. We're going to pray that God prepares their heart, readies their soul. And that when you ask them, one, you got to pray, and two, you got to ask. When you ask them, to come and be a part of the service for Easter. We're believing they're going to receive it, they're going to accept it, and they're going to come next week and be a part of our Easter service. Amen? Amen. So we're excited. We got five services going on next week. We got Friday. There's a new thing. We're doing a Friday, Good Friday service. It'll be that night at what time? 7 o'clock. I had to make sure. 7 o'clock that night. So guys, do me a favor. That's a great time to invite someone that maybe doesn't, maybe has never gone to church, doesn't want to be here on a, on a Sunday morning. Then get them here on Friday night. Get them here on Friday night. Some of you, can you do me a favor? If you most time come on Sundays, as you can imagine, next Sunday, 10, 1130, it's going to be packed. It's going to be packed. you got a good-looking, wonderful preacher. So a lot of people are coming, right? He's humble too. He's humble. So some of you guys, if you want to move on over to the Friday night service or the 8.30 service, because on Sunday, we've got 8.30, 10, 11.30, and 1 p.m. for our Easter services. So we've got a service for everybody. We've got one for everybody, and we want you to invite your friends and family to come. Now, for all of our kids, during every service, we've got a treasure hunt and an Easter egg hunt. Then we give away prizes and candy, and it's going to be great. Your kids, you're going to leave Sunday, and for once, your kids are going to love you. They're going to beg you to bring them back to church the next Sunday. They're going to love you guys. So do me a favor. Make sure you're inviting some friends and family members, some coworkers, somebody to come to our Easter service next week. It's called On the Shore. We've got a drama we'll be doing, and you don't want to miss it. It's going to be so good. I don't want to give anything away, but Mr. Randy's going to be in it. Randy's going to be in it. You, listen, to get him on stage, you know that's a miracle of God right there. So you don't want to miss it. It's going to be phenomenal, and we are so, so excited about our Easter service. Well, this Sunday is our last Sunday on Forgiveness University. 
And today I'm going to tie it all together. Today I'm going to, I'm going to bring uh, an understanding of what really forgiveness means. Hoping, believing, trusting that you are going to understand that forgiveness is a big part of who you are as a Christian and as a believer. I want you to tell you a story. Uh, There's a little boy one day, he was all dirty and dressed in kind of rough looking clothes and he came into a, a Christian bookstore. Uh, his head could, could barely reach above the counter and he walked in and he kind of pulled himself up and he, and he asked the shopkeeper, Sir, how much for one of those Bibles there? Well, the man reached up and pulled out his cheap, cheapest Bible off the shelf, one that had pictures for kids. And he said, son, that is it's $15. Well, the little boy didn't quite have enough money in his hand, so, so he got down on the floor, sat down, and he says, I ain't got all that money, but I got some in my sock. So the little boy got down on the floor, took off his shoes, and he took off his socks, and he got some more of the money. Well, when he did that, the, the owner said, son, son, don't worry about it. I'll take care of the Bible. He asked me, he said, well, this, this Bible's for my friend. I've got a friend that I want to give this Bible to. I want him to know Jesus like I know Jesus. The little boy walks out with the Bible. Right before he does, the owner says, sir, or young man, do you want me to take off the price tag off of that Bible? And he says, no, sir, as he's putting his sock back on. He said, leave it on there. I want my friend to know how much I like him. And as he walked out the door with the Bible in hand, he stopped, turned, and said with a grin, it's a good book, ain't it, mister? Only if we would have the same heart for our friends, that we cared enough about them to tell them about Jesus. That we cared enough about them to share the gospel. If I could probably be honest with most of you, you don't spend any time talking to your friends about Jesus. I'm just being honest. I even tell people that I'm not even telling you to tell people about Jesus. Just invite them to church. And let me tell them about Jesus. But it got me thinking when I read this story, this little boy wanting to buy a Bible for his friend. It it led me to a place in Luke chapter 5. A story of five friends. I mean, not five, four friends. There actually were five friends. But one of them was in need. And how four friends, the four of these five friends, decided they needed to get their friend to Jesus. I want you to look with me today in Luke chapter 5, beginning with verse 17. And it said, one day Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. I, I want to throw something out there. Anytime you're doing something good for the kingdom of God, there will always be opposition. There will always be someone, somebody that wants to come against you. So every time you face opposition when doing something for the kingdom, you're going to quit and give up, then you'll always be quitting and giving up. Stop doing that. Understand that although the enemy may fight against you, God is stronger and more powerful than anything the enemy can ever do in your life. 
They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men carrying a paralyzed man on a mat tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. Now I want you to hear this next part. When Jesus saw their faith, when Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. Friend, your sins are forgiven. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the word that we're about to receive. And I pray that every heart and every mind will be open to receive, God, what you've got in store. And let not one, not one leave this house the same way that they came. But bless them in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, amen and amen. So in the story, Jesus has come to Capernaum. When he gets to Capernaum, everybody finds out that he is there. So everybody comes because they've heard how Jesus can heal, deliver, set free. So everyone comes. And as Jesus is at this home in Capernaum, the crowds begin to pour in to the place that the house is so packed that now no one can get in. The Bible goes on to say that even the doorway was crowded. People were, were trying to peer in and, and peeking around and trying to look over everybody else. and They're trying to look in just to get a glimpse and hear what Jesus was saying. About that time, four friends who've got a friend that is paralyzed, they come to bring him before Jesus with the hopes, the prayers, that Jesus will heal their friend. Well, when they get there, they see the crowd and maybe they try to get in. Hey, excuse us, excuse Hey, wait your turn. We're trying to see Jesus. And they probably try to push in a couple of times and they're probably refused and no one will let them in. By that time, one of the friends, I don't, we don't know which one, the Bible doesn't tell us, but one of them says, hey, why don't we go on top of the roof? I can imagine what one of the other friends said. We'll just say the one that said that, his name's Bob. Pretty sure it wasn't, but we'll just say. So Bob says, hey, let's go up on the roof. And then let's say, I don't know, Randy. Randy looks at Bob and says, uh, duh, Jesus is not on the roof. He's in the house. Bob looks at Randy and goes, duh, Randy. I know that, but when we get up on top of the roof, what we can do is we can peel back the roof and lower him down into Jesus. Now, I can imagine the guy on the mat saying, whoa, hey, listen, I don't know if this is a good idea. And probably one of the friends said, we well, already paralyzed. I shouldn't have said that. That was wrong. <laughs> Forgive me for what I just said. I didn't think about it. So they get up on the roof. They peel back the roof. It was probably dirt. It was, it was probably uh, uh, tree limbs. And it was probably, and, and then there were some tiles. And, and they just peel it back. I can imagine the guy inside that owns the house going, hey, what are you doing? And they're like, shut up. We're trying to get our friend to Jesus. And all of a sudden, as all the crowd is sitting there listening to the teachings of Jesus, all of a sudden, they begin to lower Jesus down right or lower the man right in front of Jesus. 
And the Bible tells us that Jesus looks at them and sees their faith, and they, Jesus then says, you're healed. No, that's actually not what Jesus said. See, most of the time when we read this scripture, we, we read this verse, most of the time what we do is we only talk about the healing. But that's not the first thing that Jesus said. Jesus said, I see your faith. You believed if you can get your friend in front of me, you believe your friend will be healed. I see your faith. But listen, let me tell you right now, your faith has now made his sins forgiven. I wonder if the moment if the guy that is there, well, oh, hey, Jesus, don't, don't tell my stuff, buddy. I just came to get healed. I didn't come to you, you tell everybody about what I've done wrong and all the mistakes that I've made and everything that's happened in my life. About that time when Jesus says that, your, your sins are forgiven. Remember, I, I talked about at the very beginning, the Pharisees and the, the teachers of the law. The Bible says they begin to think. It didn't say they said out loud, but they begin to think in their hearts, who does this man think he is that he can forgive sins? He don't have that authority. Jesus, knowing what they're thinking, that this should be something that you need to hear today, Jesus knows what you're thinking and Jesus knows what you're doing in your mind. Jesus knows what they're thinking. He says, whoa, which is easier? To say their sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk? Wait a minute. Jesus, you ain't said nothing about get up and walking. He says, hold on, I'm about to. I, I'm about to share something with you that if, if you can see me heal this man, then maybe, just maybe, you'll realize that I can forgive his sins also. And the Bible says at that moment, Jesus heals him. He says, get up, take your mat, and go home. Now, it's funny how the crowd splits now. They wouldn't split to let him in, and I could preach a whole sermon on that because many times we have selfish Christianity. We really do. Christianity is just about us and what we get out of it, that Jesus becomes our Santa Claus. I heard someone say that recently. I said, man, you've been going to church. Well, I'm going to a Bible study every once in a while. So in other words, what you're telling me is you're doing nothing for Jesus. It's all about you. So as this man begins to get up, take his mat, remember how he took his mat, and he begins to walk out, what I love about the story is the crowd begins to spread, and they're like, we ain't ever seen nothing like this. From this story today, I want to share with you three things about forgiveness. I want to tie in all together from the last, this is the sixth week of our sermon series on Forgiveness University, and I want to tie it all in together. Number one, I want you to write that, this down. Get your unforgiveness in front of Jesus. Get your unforgiveness in front of Jesus. See, many times we'll come to Jesus with our health problems, We'll come to Jesus with our financial problems. We'll come to Jesus with I want a new job problem. We'll come to Jesus with whatever problems we may have, but yet that problem of unforgiveness where we're holding on to something that somebody has done to us, we don't bring that to Jesus. We hold it behind our back. But see, if you remember, he said, some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. 
See, the reason why you've got to bring your unforgiveness and lay it before Jesus, because your unforgiveness in the light of Jesus will always bring forgiveness. When you go to prayer, bring up your unforgiveness. Listen, do you know Jesus can take your truth? Jesus can take your truth. Lord, I, right now, Lord, I just want you to know I'm mad at Anthony. I'm mad at him. He's made me mad, Lord. Right now, I just can't stand him. I just want to slap upside the head. Lord, I just don't like him right now. He, he came in church. He gave me a dirty look. I saw him. I know he's jealous. It ain't my fault I got all this going on. I mean, if he wants to look like this, he needs to start working out. And he'll get some of this going on. But Lord, I'm just mad because I'm, I'm, I'm tired of those looks. I'm tired of him cutting his eyes at me. I'm tired of it. Now, bring your truth to Jesus. But here's the thing. You need to bring it to Jesus. You need to bring your truth to Jesus. Because if you won't bring your truth to Jesus, then you're most likely not going to deal with your unforgiveness and your pain and your sorrow and your anger. See, you got to bring it to Jesus and lay before Jesus so then Jesus can tell you the truth about what you're believing, the truth about your lies, the truth about your unforgiveness, the truth about what's going on in your life. You got to bring it to Jesus. See, I can imagine what the paralyzed man was saying when, when Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. He's like, whoa, hey, hey, hey. I'm here for the body. I, I'm here to fix this problem. See, ain't that how it is many times in our life? We want Jesus to fix one or two problems, but not other problems. See, Jesus wants to fix all your problems. I can imagine, every time I read this, I have this image of him turning red. He's like, Jesus, just don't start calling my, prayer, my things out. I was, I was in a meeting one day. I have a friend of mine named Josh Hannon. Uh, Josh was telling a story. He, when he got saved, he, he went before the preacher. And as he's getting saved and he's talking to the preacher, the preacher said, well, just confess your sins before the Lord. So he just started confessing his sins, all of them. He proceeded to tell the preacher that they had one time broken to the church, this church, he said, we were hungry, so we broke into the church, and y'all had some, it was, it was good, some grape juice and some of those the little crackers. I don't know what they were. They ate the communion stuff. I mean, that stuff will send you to hell. I mean, you break into the church and start eating the communion sacrament stuff, you're going to hell. And he just starts telling all his stories. I'm not revealing anything he didn't tell. He's told before. Then we know what's coming because we've heard the story. And we're in this meeting with all these preachers. We're like, don't, don't, don't say it. Don't say it. And he says, and he goes, and, 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 and Pastor, I, I, I peeped on my sister one time in the shower. You don't tell that stuff. You take that junk to your grave. And he shared that, and we, me and some of the, the guys in the back, we know what's coming, we're going. And, and I got this bishop beside me, when he tells the story, the bishop goes. He looks at me like, I'm like, I don't take blame for him. He ain't my fault. See, we got to be willing to bring and put everything at the feet of Jesus. Hurt, embarrassing. See, most of you won't bring your... Your unforgiveness to Jesus. Why? Because you don't want it to go away. 
You become comfortable with your anger and your bitterness. You become comfortable with holding your rage against that. Listen, you've got to stop that. Brings me to number two, write this down. Faith and forgiveness go hand in hand. Faith and forgiveness go hand in hand. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. When he saw their faith, he said, friend, your, sin are, your sins are forgiven. Let, let me share something with, with you today. From what we learned in this sermon series that we've done, if you're going to claim to be a believer and be a Christian, if you're going to claim to have faith in God, then you cannot hold on to unforgiveness. You can't. Why don't you tell me what I can't do? Okay. But it's still true. That's what cracks me about Christians today. We keep trying to make the Bible fit into our society today. Would you stop doing that junk? The Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what happens here is we many times want to talk about our faith. Listen, I'm not one of those that my wife would tell you, I don't really hold on to unforgiveness. I'm one of those that if you're you're mean to me, you treat me bad. If Charlie would come up and be mean to me, he would never do that because he's a great guy. But if Charlie would ever come be mean to me and then five minutes later be nice and come, hey, John, I love you, I'd be like, okay. That's just my personality. That's just who I am. Now, some of you ain't that way. Someone hurts you, you're going to try to get back at them. Now, you may not do anything mean to, you may just do the silent treatment. You know what I'm talking If someone beside you does a silent treatment, just point at them real quick. Just go ahead. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh huh. You do the silent treatment. You want to make me mad? Give me the silent treatment. What we've got to realize is, is that as believers, faith comes with forgiveness. Why? Because our faith came from forgiveness. That Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, died on a cross for you and me, that through the shedding of his blood, we would have forgiveness and remission of all our sins. So our faith started by forgiveness. Our faith continues in forgiveness. That Jesus so freely gave us forgiveness for our sins, so hand in hand, then our forgiveness goes with our faith that when someone sins against us or does us wrong, that we must then pass the same forgiveness we receive to the one who sinned against us. True? See, faith and forgiveness go hand in hand. When those men came, They were going to do whatever it took to get their friend before Jesus. Why? Because they knew, they knew that they knew that if they could get their friend in front of Jesus, Jesus would heal their friend. See, what they didn't know was more important than the healing of the body was the healing of the soul. And listen, I do want to say this. Not every time do we find in the Bible when Jesus healed someone did he first say, your sins are forgiven. If you're sick, that person called for right now. That don't mean you got sin in your life. It probably does, but we're not going to dredge you on that. <laughs> just happened to happen at that moment. Jesus is calling you out. Everybody just stop and pray for him. Just pray. Everybody's calling. Listen, just because you are sick don't mean you're sinning. So let me put that out there right now. So everybody's talking now. Good God. I'm not praying for all your forgiveness today. 
when we look at this, what we've got to understand, though, is, is that at this moment, it wasn't that he needed forgiveness of his sins. What he needed most and foremost was not the healing of the body, but the healing of the soul and the heart. And hear what I'm about to say. It doesn't always, but I, I will tell you, there are sometimes unforgiveness and bitterness can cause sickness in your life. It can. It becomes a disease, a poison that gets inside of you and can affect every part of you. And you've got to be willing to let it go. Number three, to expect healing, we must experience forgiveness. To expect healing, we must experience forgiveness. I'm not talking about of your body. I know in this passage, they first forgave his sins, then his body was healed. See, for some of you, you're needing a healing of your mind. You need a healing of your heart. You need a healing of your soul. Some of you need a healing of your thoughts, your mindset, your, your beliefs. And the problem is the reason why you have not received the, the healing is because you haven't received the forgiveness and given the forgiveness. See, God wants to heal every part of your life today. God wants to set part, every part of your life free today. But that will not happen until you allow God to bring forgiveness in your life. Who is keeping you from what God has in store? Who is holding you back from the blessings and the joy and the peace that God has for your life. Because see, your unforgiveness of what they've done to you is hurting you far worse than you could ever imagine. Because it's keeping you from the healing that God wants to bring into your life. You've got to forgive. You've got to let go. I'll close with this. As you said, your sins are free. He said, he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went home praising God. Let me say this to you today. After God has forgiven you, after you have forgiven others, it is time for you to get up and leave behind what you've been holding on to. I love what he says here. He says this, he took up his mat. You know why he took up his mat? He didn't want any reason to have to come back. Jesus, get that mat. Don't, don't leave it here. Because you leave it here, you probably want to come back and visit it. If you leave it here, you'll find some excuse to come back and check on I just want to make sure my mat's okay. What's that old adage? You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Jesus said, I don't know where you go from here. What I do know is you can't stay here. You got to get up and you got to go on. For some of you, you keep coming back and visiting your unforgiveness and your anger and your bitterness. You got to let it go. It's time to get up and go on. 
It's time to get up and take that mat and say, I'm not coming back. I won't return. I am not going to let my unforgiveness, my anger, my bitterness, what they did to me, what they said to me, how they treated me, I won't come back to visit this. I've let it go and I put it behind me. Your faith and your forgiveness go hand in hand. You cannot walk in faith and not have forgiveness. It does not work. I want you to stand with me. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I have a question. Do you have unforgiveness in your heart towards somebody? If you do, I want you to raise your hand right now. Yes, yes, yes. Lord, I pray for every hand that is raised. And I ask in the name of Jesus Christ today that they would forgive. I pray today in Jesus' name that, Lord, they will let go of this bitterness and this anger and this unforgiveness to whoever they are holding it on to, Lord. Let it go today. And, Lord, as they forgive and as they let go, I pray today, Lord, you would bless them. Watch over them. Forgive them of their sins of unforgiveness. Bless them, Lord, right now, I pray. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I have one last question. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, if you would say, Pastor, if I were to die today, I don't know where I'm going, heaven or hell. Pastor, I'm tired of living in the shame and the sadness and the sin and the sickness. I want to be free today. I want to live for Jesus. If you want to invite Jesus Christ into your heart and life today, it is so simple. All you have to do is admit that you're a sinner in need of God's grace and love. Believe that he is the son of the living God. Died on a cross for you, rose on the third day. And with your mouth, confess him, Lord, of your life, and you shall be saved. If you're here today and you would like to give your heart and life to Christ, no one's looking, just you, me, and the Lord. If you would like to give your heart and life to Christ, I want you to raise your hand right now. Is there anybody? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I've got four that have raised their hand. Give God praise. I want everyone to say this prayer with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. As four new names have been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Say, Dear Jesus, I invite you to my heart and into my life. Forgive me of all my sins in all my ways. I repent and I come to you and ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life forever and ever. Amen. Give God praise today. We are so happy that you joined us today. Here at Compassion, we value family, which means we value you. If there's any way that we can be praying for you and believing with you for something, please make sure that you let us know. You guys have a great week and we'll see you here next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.